0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Johnson
2: Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie, with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. Is a popular room with most families. It probably is with yours. Is it because you ladies are out there so much? Or uh, are the icebox and the things cooking on the stove the great attractions? Well, oh, that's unkind of me, isn't it? Of course, it's the ladies. Well, at any rate, the kitchen is a popular room and deserves the extra care that most women give it. When linoleum is bright and sparkling, its colors fresh and new looking, the whole room takes on a more cheerful tone and is a pleasanter place to work in. When you use Johnson's glow coat regularly to keep linoleum new looking, you're actually making it last six to ten times longer. And you're saving yourself hours of work all year because glow coat is so easy to use. It's self-polishing and needs no rubbing or buffing. Spilled things wipe up in a jiffy. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat is economical. A little goes a long way. When a man has demonstrated that he isn't very smart in the daytime, there's only one answer night school. And here, all excited at the prospect of Fibber's first evening of school, we find Fibber
3: McGee and Molly. Ah, this is for me, Molly. The three R's reading, writing, and arithmetic.
4: The last time you went to school, it was running and wrestling at recess. <laughs>
3: I was just a kid then. I didn't realize how important an education was. My gosh, I was 23 years old before I knew what was the capital of Guatemala. What is it? Capital G.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I always thought it was Guatemala with a Q. <laughs> well,
4: I still don't quite get the idea of this sudden passion for learning.
3: You know why? I'll tell you why. All right. Because the other day, I and a bunch of guys were standing around the cigar store, and they started to talk about inflation and I made a triple-plated, five-star, rhinestone-studded jackass out of myself.
4: How? This time.
3: Well, one of the guys turns to me and says, what do you think of inflation? Mutton face?
4: Mutton face? Yeah.
3: They call me that on account of I always have a thoughtful look on my face like a sheep and I usually need a haircut.
4: <laughs> well, what was your answer? The one that shook your uh, self-esteem to its tottering foundation. Well,
3: sir, my <laughs> gosh. With inflation, I didn't know from nothing. I had to bluff. Yeah? So I mauled it over in my mind a minute. Then I says, kind of cool and casual, well, boys, I says, I think it'd be a fine thing for the country.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, what happened then, mutton say, or uh, dearie? (laughs)
3: Well, it was kind of confused for a few
4: minutes.
3: (laughs) One guy snatches back the cigar he'd just given me. Another guy spits on my shoe and walks out. And the guy that owns the cigar store closes my charge account and tells me to beat it before he reports me to the FBI.
4: Oh, dear.
3: Oh, dear. I'm never so humiliated in my life. My gosh, how did I know there was nothing to be said in favor of inflation? (laughs)
4: McGee, with your gift for getting yourself out on a limb, you should have been a tree surgeon, you should. <laughs> that
3: ain't the truth. Well, anyway, that's one of the two reasons I'm starting a night school.
4: What's the other reason? That's a secret. Can't you even tell me?
3: Nope. I can't tell anybody. Now, let me see. I got my pencil box and my ruler. <laughs> my registration card. My first baseman's glove. <laughs>
4: What's that
3: for? Oh, some of the kids might want to play a little baseball at recess. At night? Oh, my gosh, I forgot that. Well, I'll leave my first baseman's glove here and take my
4: flashlight.
3: (laughs) (coughs) We can play run, sheep, run.
4: (laughs) What subjects are you taking, McGee?
3: Well, my particular curlicue consists of English, French, economics, and manual training.
4: McGee, you don't mean curlicue. You mean curriculum.
3: (laughs) You better go to night school yourself, baby. (laughs) Everybody knows curriculum is a style of architecture.
4: <laughs>
3: the house across the street has got curricular columns on the front porch.
4: No, that's Corinthium.
3: <laughs> Go on. Corinthium is a flower.
4: <laughs> they
3: wear Corinthiums to football
4: games. <laughs> no, no, McGee. We're all confused, here. Those are chrysanthemums.
3: Well, then what's a curlicue?
4: A cue is a fancy little frarish.
3: Certainly. And if you don't think my going to night school is a fancy little oh, furry, oh. Tootsie, you just...
5: Oh, hello there, Alice. Hi, Mr. McGee. Hiya, Pop.
3: Hello, Alice. What's the cube root of 3,733,
5: 248? 72. Why? Well, how on earth did you know that, Alice? Creepers. I thought everybody knew simple things like that.
3: Hmm. Not me, Alice. I'm dumb.
1: <laughs>
3: up till a few days ago, I thought a cube root was the bottom part of a box elder.
4: <laughs> That's why he's starting night school tonight, Alice. And it'll be the first time he ever went to school that he got up in time for it.
5: <laughs> Gee, are you really going, Pop? What are you taking?
3: Oh, pencil, and ruler, flashlight. A <laughs> couple of jelly sandwiches. <laughs> Grape jelly.
4: Alice means uh, what subjects, McGee? You know, in your uh, curlicue.
3: Oh! Oh, what subjects? Oh, manual training. That's so I can finish a tabaret I started in the seventh grade. And English. Basic? I don't know what kind. Just so as they learn me to talk it correct is all I care. <laughs> I still make a few mistaken errors in the way I say my grammar.
4: (laughs) Oh, not many. He only made seven in the last two sentences.
3: I might take a couple of semesters of French, too, maybe.
4: (laughs) That's a good idea. Then you can ask some waiter why they always bring your demitasse in such a small cup.
5: (laughs) Well, some of the night schools have correspondence courses, too. I tried to find one for a boyfriend of mine who's over in Italy in the Army. He used to be a hog caller.
3: Hmm. What kind of a course did he want, Alice?
5: Pig Latin. <laughs>
4: You know, I think night schools are a wonderful institution. Lots of people
5: are too busy to go to school in the daytime.
4: Yeah,
3: like me. Got too much to do. Busy all day long.
5: Hmm. Well, Downbeat Weston, that's a friend of mine that he works at the next bench to me at the airplane factory. He went to night school for two years, and creepers, is he ever smart? Hmm.
4: Really got something out of it, did he, Alice?
5: Wow, did he? Come 9 p.m., and he's
3: the smartest
5: boy I know.
3: (laughs) Well... I'm glad you approve of it, Alice. Incidentally, you got a book strap.
5: A what, Pop?
3: A book strap. You know, that you strap around your geography and arithmetic and grammar books and walk home from school swinging them while you try not to step on the cracks in the sidewalk.
5: <laughs> Why don't you use one of your belts, McGee? <clears throat> Maybe he hasn't got enough books to fill it out, Mrs. McGee. <laughs>
3: now, just a darn minute, Alice. I resi- Hey, I know where there's a good leather strap.
1: Where, dearie? Right here in the hall. <laughs>
3: Just as I thought. It ain't here.
2: Billy Mills and the orchestra play I'll walk alone.
3: night school boy oh boy won't you be proud of me when i come home with an education molly i wonder if they'll ask me to join a sorority (laughs) i hope not well i'm no snob (laughs) i got nothing against kids just because they're rich (laughs) if they tap me on the shoulder and say brother we want you to pledge yourself to Inca (laughs) inka Fox. yes sir i'll do it that's all i'll do it and you can wear my pin
4: oh thanks kid but I doubt very much if the Whistful Vista Night School has any Greek letter fraternity.
3: Mm, I'll bet it will have. I know at least three Greeks that are going this semester. <laughs> <laughs> There's Harry DePopolis, Nick Saharius, and... Hey, I better find out if my lunch is packed. Hey, Beulah.
6: Oh, Beulah. Somebody bellin' for Beulah? <laughs> The schoolboy
4: was wondering if his lunch was ready,
3: Beulah. Yeah. And I was going to suggest you put in an extra pickle, Beulah. Might want to share my lunch with some other kid. Yeah,
6: sir. And I can unscrew a wheel off the tea cart if you want to roll a hoop to school. <laughs>
3: uh, I'm afraid it's too dark, Beulah. I'll just kick a tin can or something.
4: This whole thing is degenerating into simple nonsense. What's the second reason you're going to night school, McGee, aside from learning about inflation?
3: Well, my second reason is a very confident... You want
4: to find out about inflation, sir? Yes, he does, Beulah. Why?
6: Well, for goodness sake, nobody has to pack somebody lunch and sharpen pencils and buy school books just for that. All you got to do is ask somebody.
7: Yeah?
3: Who?
6: Me. Inflation, Beulah? Yes, ma'am. Hmm. Of course, there are certain aspects of the problem which elude me, but I got me a fairly comprehensive grasp of the basic principles.
3: <laughs> well, flatten my feet and call me a cop.
4: <laughs> Maybe if Beulah explains it to you, McGee, you can skip the economics course and uh, take basket weaving. <laughs>
6: uh,
3: break it down for me, Beulah. Yes,
6: yeah, ma'am. In case, of course. The whole concept of preventing inflation lies in the control of prices. Hmm. Therefore, if both the dealer and the consumer plays fair with ceiling prices, retail goods will remain at a predetermined and reasonable level, thus obviating the necessity of raising wages and extending production costs, which in turn raises prices again.
3: Well, flatten my feet and call me a cop.
4: Yeah. That sounds very reasonable.
3: Yes,
6: and reducing the problem to an understandable perspective, If the article is stealing price at 32 cents and you pay 33 cents for it, you is one cent on your way to inflation.
3: Well, flatten my feet and call me a cop. (laughs) Where'd you learn all that stuff, Beulah?
1: (laughs) Night school.
4: does as much for Mr. McGee as it's done for you, Beulah. Oh,
3: it will, it will. Ah, my first day at night school. <laughs> what a moment.
6: If it ain't too painful to rent a missus, Mr. McGee, how far did you get in public school? Oh, no. He
4: got a high school diploma, Beulah. Yes, sir. And regardless of any ugly rumors you might hear, it had nothing to do with his knowing certain facts about the principal and the music teacher.
3: Uh, of course it didn't. Just because a pupil happens to catch the principal necking with the music teacher and happens to mention it the day before graduation, don't mean the pupil wouldn't have graduated anyway. So <laughs> oh, I've often wondered.
4: As a matter of fact, you know, on graduation day, when the class marched around the gymnasium, Mr. McGee led the whole senior
6: class. He really did? As president of the class?
3: <laughs> no, I was the only kid in school who had a drum.
6: <laughs> the only kid. let see what the man did. <laughs>
4: You know, dearie, I almost wish I was going to night school with you. Is it too late for me to register? Oh, no,
3: no, no, no. Don't do that, Molly. Don't do that. That'd spoil all my plans. All of what plans? Never mind. I got a certain project in mind, and I got to do it alone. All
4: right, but not. Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hello, Molly.
3: Hey, pal, is this the night you start night school? Sure is, Waxy. Ever think of going yourself? (laughs) You're not so smart you couldn't use a little more education. Well, I once thought of trying for my bachelor's degree, but I got married instead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here, pal, here's a little something to take to school with you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gee whiz. Oh, Oh, Junior, you shouldn't have done this. Isn't it beautiful, Molly?
4: It really is. A nice big red apple. <laughs>
2: oh, it's just something to give your teacher, pal. Believe me, it never does any harm. I remember once I took a big red apple to one of my teachers and... Ah, but that's
3: another story. <laughs> well, this was certainly thoughtful of you, Junior. And look at it shine. Don't tell me you used... Nope, nope. <laughs>
2: I just rubbed it up a little, that's all. You see, nature protects fruit with a natural wax finish, just like good housekeepers keep their fine possessions
3: protected with Johnson's wax. Mm
4: -hmm. Just imagine nature being as smart as the Johnson Company.
1: (laughs) And just
3: imagine Waxy lugging an apple clear across town just to drag a sales talk in by the stem. (laughs) Why, that wasn't my idea at all. I just wanted you to get off to a good start at school, that's all. Of course,
2: if your teacher happens to mention the lustrous beauty and protection that a wax finish gives a mere apple, you might toss in a slug for Johnson's wax. Just in passing, of course, so that Hey, what's the matter, Molly? You don't look happy.
4: Well, I guess I do feel a little sad, Mr. Wilcox. You know how it is with the woman on her little boy's first day at school? <laughs> I guess we just hate to see them grow up. <laughs>
3: To hear you talk, anybody'd think I'd never been to school before. Well, they'd think so to hear you talk too, pal.
1: What do you mean by
3: that crack, Waxy? Well,
4: he just means you're a little careless about your grammar, dearie. You're always splitting your infinitive.
3: Well, Dad rather at the laundry would be a little more careful with him. Well, happy school days, pal. Good night, Molly.
4: Well, it's getting almost time for you to go. I'll see about your lunch. Be sure you take your registration card and your other... Okay,
3: I'll get it all. Ah, there goes a the good kid. To think of her marrying a dumb guy like me <laughs> and buying the license herself. <laughs> oh, well, she knew I'd pay her back. And I will, too. <laughs> Hi, George, after I graduate from night school... I'll... Come in.
5: Hi, mister.
3: Oh, hello there, Teeny. I'm sorry I haven't got time to barber with you right now. I don't want to be late for night school. Oh. I says I haven't got time for any vocal volleyball right now. I don't want to be late for night school. Oh, night school. Oh, cut it out, sis. (laughs) This is a serious project with me. I'm after an education. Oh? And if you're a good girl, I'll send you a ticket to the entertainment they give at the end of the year. Oh,
5: what kind
3: of entertainment? I don't know this year. Last year, I understand they put on a puppet show.
5: Oh, gee, I love it puppet
3: shows, <laughs> mister. You do, eh? Hmm? I says you do, eh? Do what? You love puppet shows.
5: I know it. Hmm? <laughs> I had a little puppet once. His name was Margaret and he was a wire tail air-hair. <laughs>
3: oh, no. You mean a wire-hair air tail? Er, that... <laughs> He was an airedale. He couldn't have been a wire. To, uh, I said puppet, not pup. This
5: was a puppet. He grew up to be a puppet.
3: <laughs> no, no, you don't understand, sis. A puppet is a kind of a doll that somebody manipulates with strings.
5: Sure. Uh-huh. My little puppet was a doll, too. Hmm? Oh, gee, he was cute. Oh. Only, only we didn't manipulate him with a string. We had a long leather leash for him.
3: <laughs> leash, not lease. What? Uh, hmm? I said it's a leash. A lease is what you sign when you rent a house.
5: My papa didn't rent a house. Mm. We gave him one for nothing. He didn't have any money. Look, sis. My daddy says he didn't even have a cent, except when he got wet. <laughs>
3: Look, sis. Well, so
5: I I'm... hope you do take me to the puppet show, mister. Maybe I could buy another puppet like Margaret, hmm?
3: I tell you, there are no dogs at a puppet show.
5: Well, I bet you they will be when they grow up, I bet you.
3: Now, wait a minute, sis. Let me explain this. Now, look. Hmm? A pup and a puppet are two different things.
5: Are two different things? Yes.
3: A pup is an animal, a living, breathing thing. He eats, he sleeps, he
5: Be careful, mister. <laughs>
3: There's no sense in prolonging this silly conversation any longer. You're too ignorant to understand. Oh. <laughs> well, what's so funny?
5: I'm ignorant.
3: <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs> but you have to go to night school, mm-hmm. brother. <laughs> the King's
8: lab and sing a tropical song. i on the island frog. We have a national characteristic Which is very strong Because we put the accent Upon the wrong syllable When we sing A tropical song Upon the island From which we come The point of interest beside the coconut And the syram Is that we put the accent the on the wrong syllable and we sing a tropical song. We could show the natural wonders of the scenery to you. And we could show the native birds and perhaps give two or three to you. We could describe the climate and also tell the elevation to you. And we could very hastily introduce the population To you. We could show you the hotel and many of the fascinating places. We could take you to the bar where visitors may fall upon their faces. And if we only had a track, we could probably take you to the races. But we prefer to acquaint you with the following interesting facts. Upon the island from which we come, we have a national characteristic which is very strong. And if you should remain here, you will discover one peculiar thing before very long. That you have put the accent upon the wrong syllable, and you will be dancing, humming, singing, a tropical song.
3: Let me see. I got my pencil and my ruler, my lunch, my bean shooter, a pen wiper, my book strap.
4: Did you wash your neck and ears? After all, your first day at night
3: school, you know. Oh, my gosh. What's the matter? A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, A, P, Q, R, C, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Is that right? Perfect. Why? I just wanted to be sure. I hate to get caught not knowing my alphabet the first day at night school.
4: Well, kiss me goodbye, dearie. And don't forget to look both ways now before you cross the street.
3: Oh, for... come in.
4: Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble.
3: Hello, my dear. Well, and what's little false face loaded down with? <laughs> Running away from home, Chiselwit? You're going to break a leg jumping to conclusions one of these days. Doctor, if you'll pardon the expression. And on you, it'll look good.
4: Himself is starting night school tonight, doctor.
3: Night school? Well, hypomydermic. <laughs> yes, night school and sneer if you want to, you big pulse pincher. Just because you haven't learned anything new in the last 20 years, don't make any snide remarks about somebody else wanting to improve his mind.
7: Why, my dear boy, I'm heartily in favor of your improving your mind. In fact, I've recommended it many times.
4: He certainly can't lose anything by trying it, Doctor.
7: I should say not. And think what a thrill he's going to get when he learns to write his own name without help. <laughs> okay, okay. scoff if you want to. Be right. But bye, George. Hey, what time is
4: it? you still got three quarters of an hour.
7: I never saw a kid so anxious to get to school. What are you studying, McGee?
4: Well, he wants, for one thing, to study the causes and effects of inflation, Doctor.
7: Oh, he does, mm-hmm. does he? Well, I can explain that so that even he can understand. Just a matter of teaming up to keep prices down, that's all. If prices stay down, the cost of things stays down. Prices go up, costs go up. Then prices go up again and climb in, kids, we're off to the
3: poorhouse. I don't know why he can't understand that. Don't bother your big fat skull about what I can't understand, you big fever lover. Why, <laughs> can always... Hey, how about driving me over to school, Doc? Can't. Get in bed with a racing board. Why would you, Doctor?
7: Getting rid of McGee for three hours would definitely be considered pleasure driving. <laughs>
3: Besides, I gotta... Hey, get... hey, look at the time. I gotta go. So long, Molly. So long, Marley. Wait a minute, uh, McGee. Kiss me goodbye. Okay. <laughs> oh, come
4: over to the window, Doctor. Look. Isn't he sweet? Trudging off to school like a little man. It breaks my heart to see him grow up so fast.
7: Don't worry, don't worry. He'll still be a little boy if he gets to be nine feet high. Ah, get a load of him, marching along with a big fat cigar in his little fat mouth.
4: I wish I knew what his other reason was for going to night school.
7: Another reason? What a day in history this is. Imagine him having one good reason for anything, to say nothing of two. Oh,
4: he isn't so bad, Doctor.
7: Uh, I know he isn't. You don't know what it does to me to be able to drop in on him and take turns pinning each other's ears back. Oh, that reminds me, I have a mastoid operation waiting for me at the hospital. Good night, my dear. Good
5: night, Doctor.
4: Hello? Hello? Is this you, Dr. Gamble? Uh, yeah, uh, this is Molly McGee speaking. Yes, Doctor, I'm frantic. Look, I called up night school to tell McGee he forgot to take his regi- uh, registration card. I'm all frustrated here. And they say he never got there. And it's almost 10 o'clock. You will? Oh, thank you, Doctor. Yes, I'll meet you at the police station. Hurry now, won't you? <laughs> and you checked all the hospitals, Sergeant?
7: Yeah, that we did, that we did. And furthermore, ma'am and doctor... We haven't seen the little man since he was leaning for his very desk one year ago, trying to explain to the lieutenant why he was trying to claim the flagpole in the front of the public library. The answer being: he wondered if the bar at the top was really gold <laughs> No, Mrs. McGee, he hasn't been in the theater tonight, and everybody's gone now.
4: Are you sure? He has a habit of dropping in wherever Heavenly Days is playing because he likes to hear himself sing.
7: And he wants to know about inflation. Well, come on, Molly. We'll stop at the Elks Club and ask all the boys.
4: I guess I'm not supposed to go in, am I, Doctor?
7: Oh, wives are permitted to wait in the lobby, Molly. Come on
4: dear, oh, dear, I'm so worried. I hope one of the men here has seen him.
7: Well, I'll go in and ask if anybody has... Wait a minute. Listen.
3: Okay, fellas. I'll take the eight ball in the corner pocket. Combination shot on the 11 and 6.
7: That's him, all right. Behind the eight ball, as usual. <laughs>
3: dog's gone the again. Oh, well. Have another jelly sandwich, Ozzy. Have a pickle,
4: Ed. Get him out here, doctor. With pleasure. Hey,
3: McGee, come here a minute. Huh? Oh, hi, Doc. Excuse me a minute, fellas. Be right back. What's the matter, Doc? Is anything? It... Oh, oh, hi, Molly. McGee. Huh? Why didn't you go to school? I didn't want
4: to. <laughs> I thought you had two good reasons for going.
3: I did. And this was the second reason. Uh, explain that, Tranny. Okay, I will. All my life, I've wanted to play hooky from school without getting my bloomers blistered when I got home. And I finally did it. Oh, <laughs>
2: When you enter a home where the floors, furniture, and woodwork are wax protected, the first thing you think of is how beautiful it all is. That rich wax protected look is really something to admire and be proud of. And when I enter such a home, I think how well protected all those surfaces are. And I salute the lady of the house for being such a good housekeeper. She has learned the value of protective housekeeping. Protective housekeeping with Johnson's Wax. Let me list briefly the benefits you receive from regular applications of Johnson's Wax to the floors, furniture, woodwork, and other surfaces in your home. First, you protect your things. Make them last longer. The coat of wax takes the wear. The surface underneath is safe. Second, you save yourself hours and days of work because waxed surfaces are so easy to keep clean. Third, you have a healthier home because a waxed home is a clean home. And last but not least... Every application of Johnson's wax adds greater beauty to your entire home.
3: ladies and gentlemen, we had fun with inflation tonight, but there won't be much comedy in inflation if it comes.
4: And it needn't come at all.
3: Because while it's a very real danger, the prevention is comparatively simple. Whenever you buy things in a store, check the prices with the ceiling price posters. The responsibility rests with both the retailers and the customers. And we know everybody will back up our fighting services by fighting against the increase of prices at home.
4: Remember, there's a certain paper hanger who hopes we'll neglect our ceilings.
3: Good night.
4: Good night, all. (laughs) This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson White Finishes for Home
2: and Industry and inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.